0: Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host Nicole Leno. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur podcast. I'm your host Nicole Leno and I am here with Mr. Productivity. A very, very special guest I'm excited to talk about because we have been chatting for the last two days a little bit, and I'm excited for you all to hear from him, Mr. Mark Strucheski.
1: Very good. (laughs)
0: Working very hard to not screw that up. Uh, Mr. Mark Strucheski, there it is. I screwed it up. I told you I was going to. Uh, Mr. Productivity, he helps entrepreneurs deal with the overwhelm that disrupts their focus. And Mark, I'm going to let you give the rest of your intro so you can tell them a little bit more about you.
1: Now, is overwhelm an issue? I mean, surely no one's experiencing overwhelm, right? Um, so I became Mr. Productivity. I was, I should say, I was ordained Mr. Productivity about three years ago from Jeff Young on LinkedIn. He goes, You should use the hashtag Mr. Productivity. I'm like, I like that. So I stole it. And I also have mrproductivity.com because no one could find com unless you know me. And my mission, my passion, my obsession in life is to help people deal with the overwhelm. There's so much going on between COVID and people losing their jobs and losing their clients. And and they come to me and that first thing I tell them, believe it or not, is to breathe. It's like, you're still alive. Let's put things in perspective, but I love doing it. I mean, every day for me is like a little child at Christmas. It's like every day is a gift. I love helping people on social media, my podcasts and clients. And, you know, if we ever go back out and see people in person again, I just love helping people because overwhelm is a very big deal.
0: It really is. And I, I think particularly, you know, when you're getting things started out, when you're just starting out in entrepreneurship, which is mainly our, our, um, our audience that, there's so much to do and we get in our minds, I think we get overwhelmed and then, you know, and then we kind of project that out into the world and we just see everything as really, really chaotic. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, you brought up COVID and you brought the thing brought up kind of the current events of right now. And I'm curious what you're just seeing right now, like with the people that you're working with, um, are, are you seeing, are you seeing that you have like a where there's this commonality of every every the way that everybody's thinking or are you seeing that some people are handling it differently than others
1: well some people are definitely handling other the more better than others but two things i see of people number one they are obsessed with watching the news and i'm like okay yeah. step 1 I, I have the saying, stay informed, not obsessed. So if someone goes, have you heard of COVID? You go, what? You should know what COVID is, okay? You should know that we have a new president in the United States, okay? You should know this stuff. But you shouldn't be watching the news all day or surfing Twitter or Facebook and getting all this information, okay? You shouldn't, because all that's doing is causing you overwhelm, okay? There's a reason why they say if it, le- if it bleeds, it leads, because news is all about fear-mongering. That's how they get eyeballs Okay, if it was just, hey, everything's great, I'm not going to watch the news anymore. Okay, so stop watching the news. Know what's going on, but don't obsess. There are some people go, you know what? This is a tremendous opportunity for me because we are eventually going to get out of this. I don't know when, next week, next month, next year, sometime we're going to get out of this. And if you're not doing stuff now, whether that's launching a podcast, creating a course, getting a degree in school, whatever, you're going to be so far behind. And so I have some clients say, okay, listen, I, I, I know that I shouldn't watch the news. I've got some things in order. What can I do to maximize how I spend my time? And the first thing I to tell them is, to look, at, don't make it all about work don't make it all about the money. You have to have time to have fun. It's okay to watch TV or watch silly YouTube videos and stuff like that. You can't take life so seriously. I think there's got to be a balance. You got to enjoy life. The most productive people I know, including myself, have a balance. They enjoy life and they work hard. You got to have the balance. You can't always work and have no fun. And you certainly can't have fun all the time and not work. So there's got to be a healthy balance there.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and, and having that perspective, I think that that's when people get scared, they tend to lean toward the more rigid. You either fully check out or you white knuckle it. Yep. And I think that that's that's kind of a sign that if you are if you're feeling like I can't watch TV, I can't do all of these things, and, and you're feeling like it needs to be work, 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 that's a red flag too. Yes. That your head's just not in the right place. That that's not the energy that carries you forward. That's the energy that locks you up.
1: I'll give you an example. COVID, okay? COVID is a real contagious disease, but what you don't hear much of is 99% of the people recover it. Everyone's focusing on the numbers, how many people got it, how many people died, how many people on ventilators, but 99% of people would get over it. So let's focus on Most people are not dying. Let's focus on it's not going to wipe out the human race on planet Earth. But we don't. The news and the social media want you to get scared over this. And I'm like, I'm a positive guy. Okay. I always assume the best in everyone. Okay. Even if you treat me horribly, I assume you have a bad day. I, if you cut me off in traffic, I don't assume you have to get me. So I tend to be an optimist. Okay, the world's not out to get you. So many people get sucked in the vortex of all the negativity and there's so much negativity in their world. Well, then it makes them feel overwhelmed, which affects their productivity, because how can you be productive when you're stressed over the news or the traffic or the covid or whatever? You're so stressed, you can't be productive. So I'm like, okay, look, let it go. Maybe go go watch the movie Frozen with your kids and sing, let it go off the top of your lungs. Let it go. Let go of the things you can't control and your life is going to be so much better because you'll have less overwhelm and you'll have more energy because now your body's not spending the energy on freaking out. Now it can spend energy working on productive things.
0: Definitely. One of the things that I always say to, to my people and I've said it on this show is that productivity time management is really you management. It's managing your Yep. energy it's managing yourself like we think i hear from people all the time i need better time management skills you need better you management skills like you kind of need to tune into where are you leaking out energy in places that are not serving you and how can you reclaim some of that and your life changes not by you learning something new but by you kind of turning t- tuning into where you are spending that energy but one of the things that you brought up, and I kind of want to shift over to this, is you know, you were talking about like don't put energy into the things that you can't control. Let's talk about some of the things that they can control. I know one of the things that you teach, and and I know that my listeners really spin on this and get stuck in this space is, is social media. There's a new platform constantly like we have clubhouse out now Clubhouse is i even learned about a new one on one of your shows this morning that i was listening to um, which i don't even remember the name of it but it sounded very cool you can like put your funnels in it Um, i'll go back and grab that name later but there's everything coming out now and we don't know where to put our focus so how can people what's a good step that somebody can take right now that would help them to you know, at, at least in their mind or out in their world, be able to manage social media and not have it feel like such a lift.
1: Number one, understand who's the human and who's the technology. We are humans. And if you don't believe me, un, uh, turn off your iPhone, turn off your tablet, and see how much control it has over you. That's number one. Real, put things in perspective. Technology is great. But you got to make sure you understand you are the human being. Number two, I just I I wake up every morning at 5 a.m. And by 5.15 in the morning, I'm out running three miles. Uh, That's how I start my day. This morning, I was listening to a Gary Vaynerchuk podcast and someone asked him the exact same question. So I'm going to give you his answer. He says, you have to be where the attention is. Right now, TikTok and LinkedIn and Clubhouse are where the attention is but more so than that, where is your audience? So like I, what I do is I go on this walk with my dog every morning. I call it walk o'clock. Okay. And I record a video for Snapchat and then I put the video on TikTok, and then I, I cut it into 20 second pieces and put it on LinkedIn stories. And I get about a hundred, 150 views. All of a sudden the video yesterday I did on the 5am club got like 2,400 views. I'm like, why did that resonate with people? But I don't consume TikTok. I don't consume Snapchat. I don't consume any other platform except for LinkedIn. And because I know where my audience is, my audience is primarily on LinkedIn. That's where I spend the vast majority of my time, that and writing articles for Medium. And so for your audience to get back to your question, look at you don't have to be on, see if I can remember them all, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, Clubhouse. I think those are the eight big ones right now. You don't have to be everywhere. I would certainly get your username for when you become super, super famous, mm-hmm. and then someone else grabs your username on Snapchat or TikTok or something like that, but get your username, but you figure out where you are, number one, where your audience is. Number two, where do you like to be? If you're not a video person, then, well, don't get on Snapchat or TikTok because that's all about video. If you like to write, maybe you go like I do and go write on Medium. So if your skill is writing or your skill is video or your skill is audio, that's going to narrow where you go. There is no law that I'm aware of, Nicole, that you have to be on every platform. I don't think that's a law. I don't think Congress is going to pass that law. So just take a step back and go, okay, where do I want to be? Because, for example, I could not get Twitter. Instagram or Facebook to move. So I finally said, you know what? Forget it. I'm giving up on them. Mm-hmm. You know, why am I going to waste my time working on a platform when I have other platforms that are working for me? It doesn't make any sense. I hope that makes sense to you and your listener.
0: I mean, I I know it makes sense to me. And it's it because I agree with it completely. And and particularly the part that I think people discount, which is that spend time where you're having fun, spend time on the medium that feels right. For you do what because it's going to be easier for you to create content for that if if you hate it and it's something that you're resisting because you don't enjoy it then is there something you, you do enjoy and put your effort into that and see how that goes um, i'm curious you brought up linkedin and you said that you put your energy and, and your time really into consuming and, and engaging on linkedin and i'm curious how do you spend your time on linkedin
1: well, every morning when I wake up at five o'clock, I will put, well, about seven o'clock in the morning, I post the, uh, we create a 60 second video of a snippet from my previous day's episode. Cause my podcast come out the next day. I put that on there and about three hours later, I will take the article I wrote that day for medium and I will put that on LinkedIn as well, but it's not just so much the posting. It's also engaging on LinkedIn and I gotta call. Qual- I gotta make sure I explain what I mean by engagement. I don't mean by liking a post or say, giving a thumbs up emoji or mm-hmm. saying nice post. I mean giving one to four sentences of added value. Because when you give added value, most people are gonna have like, thank you, great post, I agree, and now here's your block of text. Well, people are gonna be like, wow, I wonder what they wrote because the other stuff they know two, three, four words. They you know doesn't mean anything, but. I've gotten more followers by leaving quality comments on LinkedIn on someone else's post than I have on my own post. Cause people go, wow, this guy gave a lot of value. It's not about, it's not toot my own horn. It's adding to the conversation. Then people go and they click my follow button and follow me on LinkedIn. So, but I, I think because LinkedIn is a lot of B2B and B2C that that's where it's at. Now I think LinkedIn is lagging behind all the other social media sites, like their last have stories and, you know, LinkedIn Live's not rolled up on everybody. And it's still only on the desktop. You can't go live on the mobile like everybody else can. I, I think they're trying to figure out their way, but I think that they're coming into their own right now. And that's why I, I prioritize LinkedIn. I think that's the place you need to be. If you're an entrepreneur.
0: I, I agree. You know, it's funny. I don't put, I haven't put all of my eggs in, well, I don't put all my eggs in any one basket, but that's one place where whenever I do hit the gas, the car goes fast on LinkedIn. That is one thing that I, but, but we get kind of seduced by the Facebooks and the Instagrams and all of these other things yep. that, that seemingly have more of an influencer base. And what a red herring to chase. And, you know, because they're always serving a good dinner at LinkedIn. And for some reason, <laughs> we're like chasing these random scents off in other directions. And I'm, and so that is, that is a focus for me right now, personally, is putting in a lot of time and a lot of effort onto LinkedIn right now. And, and I love what you said about adding to the conversation. And, and one of the things that I've noticed too is just how much opportunity there is because it isn't so noisy on LinkedIn. A lot more consumers than creators there is my experience. And tell me if you you agree with that.
1: I I agree with that. And one thing I want to tell, uh, I want to ask you a question. Uh, I want to ask you a pop quiz. Uh, You may not know the answer to this. There's two platforms that are, if you post something, it may not do anything for the first couple of days and it'll take off weeks later. One of them is LinkedIn. Do you know what the other platform is? YouTube, TikTok, TikTok. So you can release a video today and it can get like five views, 10 views, 20 views. All of a sudden, three weeks down the road, it just takes off. Um, doesn't happen on Facebook, doesn't happen on YouTube or Instagram or, but, uh, or Twitter, but TikTok and LinkedIn, their algorithm they serve up your post for no reason out of the blue. And you're like, what just happened? And I, I don't understand it. So I, I, I think what, You said a good point. If you you get what you pay, you get what you put into it. If you're going to spend time on LinkedIn, you're going to get a lot of results. If you don't, you're not. And people make mistakes. They'll start spending a lot of time. And you should be on LinkedIn daily, by the way, whether it's on the app or the desktop, it doesn't matter. Every single day you should be on the platform, but here's the thing. People go and they'll go on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they'll take the weekend off. And all of a sudden their activity drops, all their mm-hmm. followers drop because LinkedIn picks up really quickly. Oh, they're not paying attention. If you're gone for a week, it's even worse. I knew someone who had like, he was getting tons of engagement. He took a week off. He went on vacation, came back. It took him almost six weeks to get back to that same level. Cause LinkedIn goes, Oh, apparently he doesn't, he's not here anymore. So the, the algorithm on LinkedIn is very, very active. The, the algorithm on TikTok is very active. It rewards you, but it may not reward you today. It may reward you in a week. Um, I used to post documents once a week on LinkedIn and I would post it, get like three, 400 views, you know, in a couple of days. And, and I looked a couple of weeks ago, one of the, pl- one of the things I posted about six weeks ago had like 50,000 views. I'm like, what happened? It just, all of a sudden it just took off. And that's the way the algorithm works. So it's all about consistency. You show up and you say, okay, I'm going to post. And I have two ways I post on LinkedIn. I have my profile, which most people have, but then I also have the Mr. Productivity page, which Mm -hmm. I post on there every day. So I'm getting two posts out a day. Plus I'm engaging on people's platform. I don't spend as much, I don't spend that much time on LinkedIn. Don't think I'm spending eight hours a day, maybe 30 to 45 minutes because I have other things I have to do. I've got my podcast, i got coaching clients, i got other things i got to do. But if you determine LinkedIn's where it's at, I would encourage you, you can reach out to me if you want to know some people to follow on LinkedIn and just watch what they're doing. They're very successful people. I don't collect followers or connections or likes or views or comments. I collect relationships.
0: And I do think, and that's been my experience, is that you can build a relationship very quickly on LinkedIn. That seems to move very quickly. You move from that like stranger base. Like there's less stranger danger on LinkedIn for some reason because I think that there's 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 less noise, so people aren't getting spammed the same way because I think that that gets ferreted out pretty quickly on LinkedIn, where that doesn't work for very long.
1: Well. The problem LinkedIn is having now, and they're, from my understanding, and I don't know anybody that works for LinkedIn, they're aggressively going after it. It's called automation. So what Mm -hmm. happens is people are sending automation to make that first contact with you. Now you can spot automation. There's ways you can, really easy ways you can spot uh, automation. So if you go to my LinkedIn profile, you'll see Mark Stuchowski is all capital letters. Okay. So when I get a DM from someone and says, Hey, Mark Stuchowski, all capital letters, automation ran it. Matter of fact, I had a guy just this morning. And, uh, and so one of my LinkedIn buddies said, when you get something you think is automation, you respond test, T-E-S-T. And so I sent the guy says, what do you mean? I'm like, you're using automation. He goes, look, at, I can't reach out to people one at a time to build a relationship. So I just fire all these DMs and I, I'm trying to give them value. You don't appreciate that. I'm like, dude, I will never buy from you because you didn't say, hi, how are you? you know, and go to my profile and say, Oh, I see you live in Houston. How, how's the, what, nothing it just send automation. And what LinkedIn's doing now, because so many people complained about it, they're cracking down on automation because I want to build a relationship with Nicole, not Nicole's bot. Okay. Automation is great And they go, Oh, it's just the first time. But what happens is you, you invade my, my DM, uh, my, my messages with a pitch right off the bat. Hey, hope you're doing fine. Mark Schleski, um, hey, I got a resource free for you. I'm like, why can't you just say, hey, how's it going? You know, you know, wh- wh- what are you working on this year? Make it about the other person first. Does it take longer? Of course it does. But let me tell you, the relationships I built, they are more solid because I don't try to sell people. I made that mistake in the early days of LinkedIn. Now it's like people will call me out three, four, five weeks later and go, oh, you got you got to connect with Mark Schleski. He's a great guy. I'm like. I haven't talked to you in a month, but because I had that relationship building mentality, instead of go buy my course, send it for my email newsletter, or watch and listen to my podcast. It was like, Hey, how can I help you? What do you got going on? And genuinely show an interest in other people lights out difference.
0: I love that you brought that up because talking about like slowing it down to really get somewhere, because would you rather have things? A, a big complaint that I get from people, or something that I hear from people all the time, is you know, I feel like I spend either forever in the DMs, or when's the right time to sell? <laughs> and and it, that's such a, it's such a funny question. I understand where it comes from because they're trying to get it right. But the answer is that you have to kind of feel that out, and yes. and so I'm curious what your take is on that because you talk about building relationships, you talk about adding value. Um, what's your approach when you start the DM, PM connection, whatever the platform is called that we're working on? When you start that conversation with people, you know, what what is your take on it? What do you try to What do you try to ferret out and 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 without seeming "Quote unquote salesy" as as everybody tries to avoid.
1: Well, here's the reality: most ninety ninety nine point nine nine percent of people go in at the free level. They get my on my free email list. They show up for my Saturday training. They listen to podcasts free because they want to. okay, Who is this guy? Then they go up to the next level and the next level, next level. So when someone connects with me, I will literally reply to them and say, "Hey, Nicole." great connecting with you. Um, I see in your profile, you live in Austin. Oh, you live in Texas too. What do you got going on this year? Okay. No sales, no links. No, let's get a hop. Let's hop on a call. None of that stuff. No, follow me, follow my Mr. Productivity page. It's all, I'm genuinely interested in you as a person. And I, one thing I do, I learned from, uh, I think it was Bryn Tillman on LinkedIn. Every morning I send a birthday wish to everyone it's simple. Now I don't use the LinkedIn happy birthday. I have a one that I copy and paste that says happy birthday name. And I double click the name and I actually type their name in there, not their last name. You know, I, I put there like Nicole, you know, like it's a regular greeting. And a lot of people are surprised because 90% of the people probably higher than that will just use happy birthday, happy birthday. And there's no, no intentionality. Look at you have five minutes in birthday greeting? So I'm about building relationship as so far as your original question. When do I start selling? I really don't until I, you said it earlier, perfectly when I feel it. So I don't push people to my website. They go, Oh, you, you know, you got a lot going on. You know, how can you help me? I say, well, I got this and this and this, if they ask now that may not be the best approach, but I can tell you the people I do that, they don't feel like I'm a used car salesman. They feel, Oh man, this guy's not trying to push me because so many people on LinkedIn are doing the DMs and the sales wrong. They're just pushing, pushing, pushing. One of the things I do is on most of my posts, if you read my posts, I'll have a line right above the hashtag. Say, hey, get the top five productivity tips at this link. Okay, It's, it's free. It's 100% free. And I think if you lead with value, you're going to be better off than if you just, okay, do I, is it the fourth DM or the third post? Or when they reply six times, don't overthink it. Uh, you'll know in your heart. Okay. I think they're ready to maybe jump on a call. When they jump on a call, it's a free call. And you say, Hey, listen, how can I help you? Because you want to sell them. You want to say, listen, you want them to think rather that, Oh my gosh, if I get all this stuff for free, can I imagine if I bought his product or her product? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are in a hurry. And I love how Gary Vaynerchuk puts this. We we don't have enough patience in this world. It takes patience to grow a business. You plant something in the garden. You can't go out an hour going, been um, ten minutes. It takes time. And I think yeah. so many people are trying to like use automation because they want to hurry up the process. What you're really doing is you're irritating people. and then you're getting a bad reputation,
0: yeah, because I think like what I'm hearing there and something that that, and I don't want this to come out wrong either. Is that you know you really your your job is to get them to let their guard down because people have their guard up because they're being sold to all the time, and it's not letting their guard down so you can pounce. It's letting their guard down so that you can now build a real connection with them. I um, had a
1: I had a DM once, and I a new connection. I said, "Hey, Charlie, how's it going?" He goes, "What do you want?" I'm like, <laughs> I dude, I'm just like saying, how are you doing? How's your year going? And, but I think the, now I reflect back on it based on what you just said. He probably got sold so many times here. I am asking a genuine question. What's going on? What do you got plans for the new year? And he's probably, maybe I caught him at a bad time. Maybe he's got six DMS that are spamming him. And, and then we had, you know what? We build a relationship off that. He goes, wow, this is really you. Yeah. It's me. And we had a great relationship building because I was genuinely interested in him. He goes, man, I've gotten, you know, I, all I see everywhere is sell, 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 but I'm a human being. We're all human beings. And so I think people are overthinking it. There's a lot of people will tell you social selling and all this of stuff, but listen, build the relationship first because I'm not going to buy your product if I don't know who you are.
0: Absolutely. And I think the other, the other big takeaway from this, just everything that you've said is, is have a free resource, whether it's a free Facebook group, a podcast, a free gift, something that just sort of says, Hey, here, I'm not here to just get from you. Let me give first.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's so important because when you join my email list, the first thing you get is my top 5 productivity tips okay that's number 1 but then i just don't dump you into my email funnel what i do is i have seven emails that go out over 14 days every other day it's value 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 ask value 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 ask value so because if like my emails go out at 5:30 central time on sundays if you sign up at 5:28 you will get the welcome email and that week's email. Then you won't hear from me a week. And you're like, who's this guy? But if I drip out email content for two weeks before dumping into my regular list, now you're like, oh man, this guy's giving me tons of value. Now I built that relationship. Now you can hear from me once a week, twice a week. And I, it's funny because I don't know if you've heard of the name Russell Brunson. He, he owns uh, ClickFunnels. He founded ClickFunnels. You join his email list. You get it every day. And I'm like, that's crazy. But here's the thing. It is so noisy on social media and email in the world. If you're not reminding people on a regular basis that you're there, they're not, they're going to forget you. So I typically send out two or four emails a week. And I believe if people are, if people just want to take and they get annoyed when I ask and they want to unsubscribe, I'm like, I threw a party because all you're doing is taking, I want people are going to say, listen, I appreciate all the free stuff let me let me spend some money with you because i built that relationship but you can't build it in one email or in a week it takes time
0: well and i think like the the message in that too is is that you know you give and you give and you give and it's not about them buying right now but it's buying that when they are ready to buy mm-hmm. they buy from you yes. because you're the person who's already served them you're the person who has already delivered and i, I think so much of what people get afraid of is that they're so afraid that they'll never buy, that they feel like they need to push hard. And I think one of that, like, just from the mindset perspective, that's that's letting fear guide you. And if you can step away from the fear and you can live in the space of just like, I'm here to serve, just it takes away all of that pressure and counterintuitive to people thinking about sales, that if you just keep giving more, people will start to be more attracted to you and feel like you are a safe space out in like the wild west of the internet.
1: Let me, let me hit your listeners upside the head with a two by four. Most <laughs> people are not going to buy you. They're not gonna buy your stuff, okay? There's 440 million American million uh, English-speaking people in the world. I can't handle 440 million people. <laughs> Most people are not gonna buy your stuff. And it took me so long to accept that because I'm like, but I'm me. Yeah, but I'm not the only productivity guy in the world. Okay. Most people are not going to buy your stuff. And you have to understand that you have to say that out loud. You have to maybe tattoo it on your, uh, or tattoo on your arm or put a post it someplace. Most people are not going to buy from you. And if you accept that, and then, okay, one person buys and these people don't buy and this one person buys, that's okay. And, and I used to get stressed out every time someone goes, no, you're not for me. And I, I worry about the pricing and I'm like, oh, wait, we didn't talk about pricing. Some people, you know, some people don't want to hire me because I'm a man. That's okay. Some people want to go for a female productivity coach. That's fine. Just understand most people are not going to hire you. And I think if you understand that and you accept that, that takes a tremendous burden off your shoulders.
0: Couldn't agree more. And I just wrapped up a launch and, and I say this during every launch, I say this during like just all the time, the right people will end up in my program. Yes. The people who are meant to be there, the people who are meant to be in my world, to learn from me, to work with me, um, they will end up here. As long as I keep doing my thing and putting myself out there, then the right people will end up inside as long as I don't fall down, but trying to get everybody It's just, you're just setting yourself up for a world of disappointment.
1: Let let me tell you this little story about cereal. Now we all remember when cereal had maybe four boxes on the shelf. Now it's like four million, okay? Mm -hmm. If you give too many, you give people too many choices, they get, uh, I'm not gonna make a choice because I I don't know what to pick. So what I recently done on my website, I really want really minimalist. I said, what is the number one thing I want people to do when they go to my website? sign up for my email list. So what I did now is I moved my email opt-in to the very top. Okay. Above the fold. That's what I want. I want to get your email list. Okay. Now, if you want to find out more information, you can scroll down, but here's the thing I used to have, I think about 30 places you can click on my homepage. Now I've got like seven and I, I got the, I got the home, the about, and the newsletter link at the top. I've got the, the email, uh, the email thing. And I'm thinking about making even, even more minimalist because I don't want people to go, oh, look, oh, look, oh, look. I want people to go, okay, he wants me to sign up for his email list. One of the things, I took uh, Marie Forleo's B-School in 2020. And one of the things I learned from that is don't have social media icons on your homepage because you work so hard to get people there. Do you really want them to click on Facebook and then go start reading your feed and never come back to your website? And I'm like, I never thought about that, but everyone's got their social media icons. Now you get my social media icon and my social media platforms after you're on my email list, but I want to get your email list, but that, 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 that's see people are looking for the big hacks. Sometimes it's the little ones that get you the most power for me. If you want to go to my website, all you can really do is engage with me. You can't go on YouTube or Facebook or something like that. I want you on my website. I work so hard to, to get you there. I don't want you going over and surfing you know, Instagram stories.
0: Right. Right. Because the, because the messages with social media is always like, well, you want to get them off of social media. You want to get them onto your email list because you own it mm-hmm. and you control it. And if they shut down your account tomorrow, you still have all of those emails. Yes. And, and, and that's the truth. I mean, and I think a lot of people are seeing that right now. I have multiple friends that have had, and people that I know in the industry who have had their accounts just disappear. Mm. And if you don't have an email list, if you don't, if you haven't been collecting that stuff, then you had to start from scratch. And that's unfortunate.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you the painful lesson I learned when I became an entrepreneur in 2005, I was told, build your list. Number two, build your list. Number three, build your list. And I did it. I was doing a good job. like, Ooh. Instagram and I take my focus off of building a list. I'm like, oh, go back to the list. And then, oh, Snapchat, and I lose it again and I come back to the list. And oh, TikTok or whatever. Had I never lost focus of making the number one goal of building my list. No telling how many people I have on my email list, but I kept looking at all the bright shiny objects. We need to focus on things we own. Our email list. You and I own the podcast. They're not going to boot entrepreneurs and Mr. Productivity off the platforms. Okay. But we own the interview. So if it's, let's say they wiped your, your, um, your podcast off the, the internet. You could take those audio files. You can make blog posts or whatever. You've got the content. If it's list living on someone else's playpen or property, you don't own it. And if they kick you off the platform, they don't say, okay, Nicole, we'll give you 24 hours to get the stuff off." No, it's gone. People don't realize that it's gone. So keep the stuff where you have control of it on your website or your podcast or your email list because you own that stuff.
0: Yeah. And it gives you a different sense of like when you have ownership over something, you actually are building something. Followers, they they aren't yours and they click that unfollow button, (laughs) you know? And I mean, sure, people can unsubscribe from your email list, but it's a far less fickle audience. Um, And you can deliver value in just such a, so much of a different way, particularly with everybody bouncing to different platforms and spending a varying amount of time on it, taking a social detox, which I think is very healthy. Mm -hmm. But if they're not on that, people do check their email. Typically, Mm -hmm. at least once a day, they're, they're like digesting, cleaning it out and figuring out like, do I want to read this or don't I? (laughs) Um, But this, I I could talk to you forever because I like productivity is my jam and thinking about like efficiencies is just something that I I do naturally. So I I love this conversation, but, but um, we're coming to the end of the interview. So tell everybody where they can keep in touch with you. Where can they get all of those productivity tips, hear more about what you teach and, and all the value that you deliver?
1: Well, if you can spell it, you can go to com. <laughs> but for 99% of the world, go to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. You will magically be transported to com. You're welcome. <laughs> there, guess what the first thing I want you to do, Nicole? Pop quiz here. Join your email list. Yeah, it's right there at the top. You can't <laughs> miss it. But you can also find out about my podcast. By the way, a little spoiler alert, Nicole's going to be on a guest on my show in the in the coming months, so check that out. Um, and you can find out, you get the top, when you sign up for the email list, you get my top five productivity tips. Uh, it says for entrepreneurs, but that's because I niched down, but it's good for anybody. You can also find out about my digital productivity coaching program, which I'm excited. You can coach by me every day. And I just, I'm just so excited about helping people. So everything you want to know about me and more is at mrproductivity.com.
0: Yeah. And you have, and just, just a side note there that Mark's podcast is a daily podcast. So, <laughs> that's crazy. so I, I don't know how you do it. Uh, so much value, just Consistently, literally consistently being delivered there, which is just an amazing feat in itself, but so much value over there. If you just look at, look at, look his podcast up on, on Apple podcasts and join his email list, you'll stay up to date on all of that stuff. It's definitely worth a very, a whole lot of listens.
1: And but, thank you for that. And one of the ways I do it is because I have great guests like you come on the show. So I have four interviews a week. So I only have to come up with three solo episodes. So it makes it a little easier unless my guests don't show up, then it's a little stressful, but I, I came up with the, the idea on January 1st of 2021. And then after like five days, I'm like, you're not Gary Vaynerchuk. What are you doing? But so far I've not missed a day. So, <laughs>
0: congratulations well you're building a habit there yes <laughs> it'll be I'm sure it's getting easier and easier as time goes on except when people do rotten things like not showing up to appointments <laughs> that they have but um, but Mark thank you so much for being here I really do appreciate it I know the listeners do as well you dropped so many great tips and and just philosophies for how they can approach their business productivity in general um, thank you so much for being here and thank you listeners. For being here till the end. Um, Thank you so much. Remember you are only limited by the limitations that you are, you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. See you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more of this type of content and conversation in your life, Please come check out our free Facebook community, Unlock Your Inner CEO, where you'll find next level entrepreneurs just like you. Go to innerceogroup.com to join. I'll
1: see you there.